This is Comic Shenanigans, episode 933, Comic Reviews for the week of Wednesday, December the 8th. Welcome to the Comic Shenanigans podcast. I'm your host, Adam Chapman. This is episode 933. It's our comic reviews episode for the releases from the week of December the 8th. This is just a quick one because we're recording this uh, 10 days after these books came out. So we're going to talk a little bit about them. Not a lot of books uh, from the big two came out on uh, December the 8th, but they did include Batman 89, number four, uh, Captain America, Iron Man, number one. There was Dark Knights of Steel, two of 12, Death of Doctor Strange, Blade. We had Demon Days, X-Men, Creators uh, Cut, or Director's Cut. You got Devil's Reign, number one of six. Uh, we had Giant Size Black Cat, Infinity Score, number one. We had Green Lantern, Hellions, Inferno, Justice League Infinity, One Star Squadron, Suicide Squad, Superman, Son of Kal-El, and World of Krypton, and uh, X-Men Legends. Uh, so that's what came out. That's not what I read. Uh, I read three books. Uh, first up is Amazing Spider-Man 80 point B-E-Y, or Bay. Um, or B, I don't know how, how they want you to pronounce it. Written by Cody Ziegler, artwork by Ivan Fiorelli with Carlos Gomez and Paco Medina on art. Um, this was a weird one. This was the kind of Aunt May and Doc Ock team up episode. Um, I just, I, I don't understand who Aunt May is because, I mean, obviously they, you know, have had to evolve her with the times, but I just don't know if I bought into just how forthright she was here. Like, it's nice to see Aunt May taking charge and not just being a victim. I definitely agree with that. But her kind of teaming up with Doc Ock, because, you know, the the idea that Doc Ock and her had a relationship is definitely one of the sillier things in Spider-Man's history. And so bringing more a modern context of her being very no-nonsense no and then having her kind of turn to Otto for help and kind of teaming up with him and kind of having a flirtation with him at times, it just felt weird and kind of out of place because that's just not where those characters are anymore. Um, and the idea of, you know, trying to figure out you know, about what the UFOs did to him through the radiation and then using Doc Ock's way of doing it and Doc Ock's trying to find the samples uh, from X-ray and from vapor, not a bad concept in theory. I think I kind of just didn't like the team up. The team up is probably more the part that bugged me because uh, it just didn't feel right or natural. I did like Aunt May talking with uh, Vapor and being able to kind of get what she needed from her in a very natural way. I did think it was weird that this was a BEY issue though because, you know, her being able to get, you know, Peter's out of his bed now, that's a pretty big jump to take. And yet that happened in, you know, theoretically not the core book. I mean, it is the core book, but we know that some people have felt and, you know, sometimes the book has proven this, that the, you know, these BEY issues are not that important or just don't play as much of a part. I would say this one played more of a part than the last one. The last one was much more of a Daughters of the Dragon one-shot or backdoor pilot, but this felt like an actual, you know, issue. It just didn't happen to be about Ben Riley. So I feel like maybe then you have to structure your stories differently. If you want to have a story where you have Aunt May and Doc Ock, can't it be a backup in the middle of something else happening? Like, did it need to be its own issue that kind of felt divorced from the main ongoing plot lines in the Beyond Era proper, and then you end up having to kind of throw it off into its own kind of one-shot with a weird suffix to the number. So I, I, I kind of give a, didn't love that. The art was inconsistent at times. Uh, sometimes I thought it was really enjoyable, and there were other times where I thought it, it could have done some used some work where it was a little bit more consistent. It was cartoony at times, but sometimes that worked really well. I thought Aunt May at times was fluctuated in terms of her visual appearance. I think Doc Ock was probably more consistent. Um, overall, I think it was enjoyable, 
I just I question if we really needed to get this, and it was weird to have Aunt May kind of go on a like I don't know if I see any version of Aunt May who would do this, and so I again I like that she's more proactive. I like that she's not just you know the t- stereotypical Aunt May. I definitely enjoy that they were doing something different with that, but at the same time, is that the right call for the character, and does it make sense for the character? And I'm actually not sure if it is, and that's where it kind of maybe loses a bit for me. Um, so that was that issue. We have Batman 118, which is kind of a, a new storyline. We've got The Abyss Part 1, Now It's a Party by Joshua Williamson. And then Ahori Molina and Mikhail Yannin on art with Tomu Mori on colors and Clayton Cowles on letters. Uh, this I enjoyed. Um, you know, we're pushing Batman in a new direction. I'm kind of, you know, was over the, the last storyline um, with the, uh, what was his name? The Scarecrow. So this is kind of, you got some kind of classic Batman kind of action here. Um, I like the idea that he's you know been really busy and trying to figure out what to do next. I do like that he goes to a, a thing that's all about the villains of Gotham. Um, this felt like a really nice, a nicely paced issue. It was cool to see you know Batman in action against these characters. Obviously, we're going to be going in a new direction with Batman as a character. Um, so I, I thought this was kind of a nice touch. Um, I like that we you know have the bringing back the idea of uh, Batman Inc. And so Batman has to kind of go into action uh, to kind of figure out what's going there. I like that he's kind of wearing the Batman in costume as well. I thought that was a nice callback. Uh, I thought the end with Bat- with Luther was an interesting touch. I don't even know what Luther's status quo is these days, um, but it's always kind of nice to see Luther and Batman because they're not the most obvious of um, combatants or people opposing each other, but whenever they are opposing each other, there's just something really rich about that. Um, both billionaires definitely hate each other. It's always interesting, so I liked it. Uh, and then last but not least, we had Fantastic Four Life Story number 5, the 2000s. Um, I love this. I love the build-up. Um, all about, the, you know, Galactus Day is coming, and, it, it, you know, they can't do anything about it. It's just this it, this thing that's coming closer to them. It's written by Mark Russell with artwork by Sean, Sean Azak and uh, Carlos Magno with color art by Nolan Woodard. And you have uh, virtual calligraphies, Joe Carabagna on letters. So I thought this was tremendously entertaining and engaging. Um, you know, you get a sense of you know where these characters are at this point in the 2000s. As they get closer and closer to Galactus Day, we see what uh, Reed has been putting himself through every day. We have a lot of cool subplots. We have the Silver Surfer visiting Reed and kind of explaining what's actually going to happen, which I thought was a really cool concept that um, you know he's coming there to get a new Herald, and that's really why he's coming. He's coming for to give Reed Richards the same chance to do what Norrin Rad did for Zen Law, uh, to leave Earth, but then become the new Herald and doom, you know, billions, uh, which I thought was really interesting. I like how Silver Surfer then goes and meets with Dr. Doom later in the issue. I thought that was really intriguing as well. Um, I like the parts with, uh, you know, Franklin Richards' kids now. He visits with uh, with uh, Black Panther and the idea of, you know, kind of untapping his powers, which that was always a, a constant in a lot of FF stories, was Franklin dealing with his powers, what they're going to do about his powers. So I like that they kind of brought that back here. Um, having uh, Norrin Rad die the way he did here was kind of rough, but also I guess, you know, that was the end of the road for that character. I mean, Zen Law would not even be familiar to him after millennia so uh, it was probably the best gift that could have been given to him I did find it interesting for the big switch here that you have Franklin and not Reed going out to meet with Galactus I did feel in those two or three pages that things seemed to move really quickly and I wasn't really sure where it went after this like it was almost like too fast like we have um, you know Reed you know has been trying to connect with Galactus 
You have Franklin doing something, but even then I wasn't totally sure what was happening there. You have, uh, you know, uh, the thing giving one big punch to Galactus, and then I guess the body's just suspended in air, and that's it. And so I felt like we were building up for five, you know, four and a half issues to this moment. I felt like it was just, it was over a little fast, and I would have liked to understand exactly what was happening, because I felt like it wasn't really totally clear to me exactly what had happened. Um, But I thought, you know, definitely left the series off at a really interesting ending because it's not over we got one more issue and yet this feels like the ending um so i thought that was really fascinating that you know they they did such a beautiful job with this issue and it's so haunting at the end but it's not over and i'm really intrigued by what comes in the next issue uh what we're going to get there what that means for these characters now that you know reed is kind of a vegetable he's in a vegetized state but they saved earth so i'm excited to see where we go from here it obviously looks like we're you know all roads always lead to latveria so i'm really intrigued to see what that looks like in the next episode or issue but uh, I thought that was really intriguing and, you know, not what I would have expected, but definitely, uh, you know, really makes me excited about what we have next. Uh, and that is, uh, that's everything that I'll be talking about today. Uh, looking forward to books that came out on, I guess, the 15th, that I, in which I will be reviewing in a couple days. I will just uh, pull up uh, the list of those books. Uh, the next episode after this one will be in a discussion of Spider-Man No Way Home. I haven't had a chance to record that episode yet, even though I did watch the movie on the 16th, so uh, that will be coming hopefully shortly. Uh, this episode was supposed to be up a lot earlier as well. Uh, so the releases from DC on the 15th include Batgirls, uh, Batman the Imposter, Batman Urban Legends, uh, DC's Very very multi, very Merry Multiverse, Future State Gotham, I Am Batman. Man, there's so many Batman books. I mean, I know that's not new, but holy shit. Pennyworth, Robin and Batman, Teen Titans Academy, The Batman and Scooby-Doo Mysteries, The Joker, Wonder Girl, Wonder Woman, Robins, Titans United number four. So I feel like if you just looked at all the Batman books, I mean, there's a list of like, what, like less than 20 books, and there's at least half of them are Batman. Uh, Marvel, you have Hulk number two, you got new issue of Amazing Spider-Man, Defenders, Demon Days, Rising Storm, Eternals, Excalibur, Kazar, Lord of the Savage Land, Miles Morales, Spider-Man, Savage Avengers, Strange Academy, The Thing, Wastelanders, Wolverine, X-Force, and Star Wars The High Republic. Uh, there are other, other releases from obviously the other major studios, but... Uh, um, you know, you have Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 124, you got Star Wars The High Republic Adventures Annual, uh, etc. So thanks again for listening to this episode. You can rate and review us on iTunes, subscribe to us on iTunes, and also listen to us on Stitcher. Thanks again. I really appreciate you listening and downloading the show, and we'll catch you next time. Bye-bye. <laughs>